My name is Zach Snyder, and you're listening to the Black Bar Podcast. Today, Nick, Caleb, and I will be talking with Carl Barnhill, owner of ready-made media company 1230 Media and host of the Making Sunday Happen podcast. Alongside talking about the overall experiences of a Christian content creator, we'll be discussing how best to manage the stress and responsibilities that come with creating media in a crunch. If you found value in what Black Bar is doing either through this podcast or through our other content and would like to support us, you can visit patreon.com slash blkbar. But for now, let's get into our conversation with Carl Barnhill. Hey, Carl. Thanks for joining us today, man. Hey, guys. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Looking forward to hanging out. Absolutely. So let's get right into the conversation today. You're a busy man with your hands in a lot of great things, (laughs) as we talked a little bit about uh, in the intro. But if you don't mind, just so that our listeners have a good context, would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself? Like, how long have you been in ministry? Yeah, sure. So way back, uh, I was like 18. I was a student pastor for a while, and I worked at uh, like Chick-fil-A, corporate, and uh, did some some fun uh, things there. Uh, and then uh, then went to college for a while. And then I started my career at Precept Ministries, which is a... Uh, Kay Arthur is a Bible teaching uh, teacher. She's an older lady. So it's kind of an older lady teaching Bible teaching program, which sounds, uh, you know, kind of crazy. But I'm so glad the Lord put me there because that, that ministry really was all about how to uh, study the Bible for yourself. I guess I've been in ministry about 20 years, 15, 20 years, probably altogether. Precept really taught me how to study the Bible for myself. And then it taught me a lot of production elements as well. And there was some time in there where I uh, did some radio and uh, did some stuff like that. But Precept was kind of my first career job. And then I did two uh, large churches, one in Mississippi, and then most recently New Spring uh, Church in South Carolina. I was on staff at both of those uh, churches doing worship experience, content creation, volunteers, that kind of thing. And then in 2015 is when we launched uh, 1230 Media full-time. So I guess 15, 20 years, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you, throughout that experience with those churches, you had a lot of uh, a lot of hands-on experience, like you were creating graphics, creating video content, that kind of stuff? Yeah. The church I was at in, in Mississippi, I was the only content creator for five campuses. Oh wow. my goodness gracious. Oh my uh, goodness. And it was like a church of like 15,000 people on Sunday. Uh, and we had a communications team, but um, that was creating some stuff. But as far as like bumpers and trailers and promos and all that kind of stuff, I was, I was the testimony videos. I was the guy. I was also the guy that was leading live production at the main campus at oh the same goodness. time. And I was like, you guys are wow. crazy. <laughs> White <laughs> oh, flag. That's ridiculous. Uh, and, so, and so they finally hired somebody to do the the live production stuff, uh, and then uh, then finally kind of got got some help. But uh, but I was it. So that's kind of where twelve thirty the the idea started. Is if I'm at this church, this big large church, uh, and this church doesn't really is in isn't in an immediate hurry to bring on additional team members on a creative side. I know that a church of 200 people, there's no way they're going to afford a guy like me, a uh, m- motion designer and, you know, video guy. Uh, and there's just no way that a, that a, a church, a smaller church, uh, or even medium-sized churches are going to afford uh, uh, that. Uh, and so, you know, maybe they're piecemealing stuff or that sort of thing. And so that's where the idea came from. And so it kind of grew and grew. 
Uh, and so that's what we do at, at 1230 Media. We, we are a church's creative team. We, we help uh, come in for really a third of the price of a staff member and help you create content for your worship experience. So, uh, man, we, we love it. I love that, that uh, the Lord allows me to, to do what we get to do. I know we were talking before we start recording that you, you could talk to me next month and, you know, it could all go away. Uh, and I, I, you know, I want to be thankful for that, you know, for the season that God has had me in and I'll ride the season out as long as he has me in. So, yeah, I, I think so many people that listen to this podcast probably can relate to being the single singular or the small team of media creators Mm -hmm. for the church. Like it becomes a lot. I I think the real qualifier though, the burning question is what, uh, video editing software did you use at those churches? Oh, (laughs) that is a great question. Oh boy. I started out on Avid. Oh, never oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big guns there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. With the, it had a colored keyboard, uh, with all your, like, uh, you know, splicing, uh, you know, all your editing keys were in the, on the keyboard. Oh my gosh. So then, uh, final cut 10 came out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that, or X or whatever. And then that blew up. And so it, so Adobe Premiere used to be like the stepchild, you know, novice. Uh, you're either going to use Avid or you're going to use, uh, you know, s- something else. But in recent years, you know, a, a, the Adobe products have really kind of taken over. So Premiere is kind of like, you know, one of the standard video editing and then After Effects. So I, yeah. when I, when I learn After Effects, I'm like, I live in After Effects. I even edit video in After Effects. Oh, I even boy. design in After Effects. That's how sad. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. I feel like you got a lot of people that were in the original Final Cut. Like, whenever Final Cut 7 came out, you had so many diehard fans, and then 10 came out, and like everyone just Boom. tanked. And that's whenever Premiere really started to take off. And then, of course, now we got DaVinci, which is just mm-hmm. mind blowing for a free software. But yep. anyway, just had to clarify that point wow. <laughs> before going into it. You're taking me way back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you, you've been in this field for a while now. And I imagine you've seen uh, the kind of content that churches are producing uh, uh, to varying levels of success uh, change over time. Uh, I'm I'm curious if there's anything that stands out to you uh, um, uh, as as churches have church media has evolved and really began in a lot of ways, maybe 20 years ago or so, and has changed quite a bit over this. Uh, wonder if there's any differences you've noticed. Yeah, I mean, I. I've seen us get better, uh, definitely. I mean, sure. you know, when I was kind of first starting out, there was no uh, ready-made media marketplace, really, to speak of. Uh, you know, you might have had a couple of guys, maybe Worship House Media, maybe Gary Molander, oh, yeah. uh, Floodgate, maybe, you know, uh, Jason Moore at Midnight Oil. Maybe, you know, a couple of those guys were probably out there. Um, but uh, all, all of that has really come about in the last, you know, 10, 15 years or so. And so you have a bunch of producers and a bunch of um, marketplaces and, and things like that. Uh, I've seen our worship experiences uh, get better. I've seen the content get better. Uh, I've seen our movies get better. I've seen our music. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Right. No, our music. Is uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's debatable. <laughs> don't get Caleb don't started. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> kidding. Uh, I would say more, uh, more and more content creators are coming into the space. Uh, some, mm-hmm. you know, a good chunk of them are producing really good stuff. There's still some not so great stuff out there, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've seen more good folks come into the market where I'm like, okay, I would, I would use that, uh, if it were me. 
I've seen more tools and resources come to the space. Even in the like the live streaming area, you got Resi and uh, Alter Live recently. Yeah, uh, obviously Church Online Platform, graphics uh, companies have have come about. Uh, other companies like Text and Church and uh, our company Twelve Thirty and Church Co and Subsplash. I mean, all those are you know in the last fifteen years really strong. Even Renewed Vision, yeah, uh, is in the last. Uh, you know, I was talking with Brad Weston uh, a few months ago. Uh, about kind of his start, and that was even 2000 uh, when he was. They were doing stuff for passion and stuff. So really, the last 20 years has seen a good chunk of what we know uh, in the church media space uh, has come about in the last 15, 20 years. I don't. Did that answer your question? Oh, well, most definitely. I, so I'm curious. I know it wasn't necessarily on the notes that we sent you beforehand. What do you think's next? Hmm. That is a good question. <laughs> I think that you're going to see a lot of digital uh, content. I think that if there's anything great that came out of the the pandemic is that pastors are realizing the the need and the value of online presence. Mm-hmm. So I think tools and content for a hybrid experience, and I don't even know what that might look like. Maybe it's a uh, you know combination of some of the things that I that I mentioned some of the companies or resources that I mentioned, but um, I, and I don't want to forsake the gathering of us in person. I think that's sure. biblical. Uh, but I do think that we need to be intentional about creating content uh, for an online campus. Uh, and I say that specifically because I, I think that your, your online experience should be treated like a campus. Mm-hmm. So if you were starting a campus physical location, you would staff it, you would, uh, you know, clean it up, make it look nice. You would rent a space. You would prepare content for that. I mean, everything that goes into a physical location. Invest monetarily. All of you that. Know? <laughs> budget for it. All of that. Um, you craft your experiences for that, knowing that you're going to, uh, that's going to live there also. So I think the, uh, I think that's where we're going uh, or, or will stay and will grow uh, in that area. Uh, I think that um, uh, hopefully if a church was not online before the pandemic and now they're on uh, online now, uh, I would, if, if they're going to say, oh, well, pandemic is kind of, you know, however you feel, we're going to just shut down the online thing and go back to a physical only. I would not suggest that. It has nothing to do with politics or right. safety or anything. It has to do with you should have been doing it anyway. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I think that that's probably where we're going is more tools, more streamlined uh, things to make hybrid worship easier. Yeah. Do you guys agree? Yeah. Oh, I, when I think of uh, online campus stuff, I, I definitely uh, have uh, some agreement there and, and other feelings. Um, I love the fact that we're able to uh, minister to people online for sure. Um, and, and I've heard someone else say, I forget who it was, but someone had mentioned that like COVID propelled churches about 10 years into the future. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, it feels very backwards to have been thrust into the future over the course of a few months than only for us to say, yeah, no, well, let's go back to where we were. Right. Um, you know, uh, I think it was Bill Snyder, Zach, who said that, uh, you know, the, the, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are not online, <laughs> which I love that quote from him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we got to meet people where they're at and where they're at right now. 
you know, in 2021 is mostly online. I think as long as our the leaders that are the ones that are vision casting all of this from the top down, as long as they get out of the mentality of we need to go back to the old normal. I, I hate the phrase the new normal, but I think so many people are just trying to go back to the way things were. And that's really impossible. Like we've gone through so mm-hmm. much in such a condensed period of time. And I really think like the old is gone, the new has come. I think that's like something that we can really embrace and lean, lean into as long as you're willing to make that investment in that step. We have a lot of people that we talk to on a normal basis where their pastors embraced it but now they are starting to fall back into the mentality of like, let's go back to how things were. And I think as long as they can invest, as long as you can invest as the media creator, as long as your team can invest, or even take advantage of the resources that are more de- democratized now, um, I think that there's a lot of hope for what's next as long as we're willing to embrace the, the, the step there. So I think you make a good point. I'm okay with going back to the way things were as far as how you craft your physical environment. I I don't see anything too much wrong with that, but don't forsake the online presence that Mm -hmm. you've grown. Like, don't let that just go by the wayside. Right. I think like uh, uh, my friend Jeff Reed at Stadia calls it digital, physical and digital. (laughs) And uh, and, uh, my friend Jason Moore calls it both and. You know, and it is, it's hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I think it needs to be both. Now, I wouldn't necessarily encourage 100% online only, mm-hmm. um, depending on your area or however you feel. But I think at some point we need to come back physically. But I, anyway, the, the point is both and. I, I think there needs to be physical, a physical gathering and an online presence for those who maybe can't make it for whatever the reason might be pandemic or not. Yeah. You make a great point uh, about uh, churches going back to uh, some of the older ways uh, of having service and people abandoning. Uh, I know that's been something that our community has talked about recently. We've had a couple people uh, approach us with questions like, how do you know, how can I talk to my pastor to uh, help change their mind? And, and one of the conclusions that we kind of came to was that for some churches, it's just the cost benefits not there. It's you know, it's not sustainable for for some individuals to be to be online. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Just because at a smaller church, you might need you know having a tech team may be very difficult. I mean, we were just at the beginning talking about uh, you were at this very large church and you're taking care of everything, which dude, I cannot even imagine. <laughs> oh my goodness, that would have been awful. That must have been so difficult. But uh, some churches uh, were electing that to remove their online services because it wasn't sustainable. And I'm wondering for you, do you, in your perspective, are you seeing that there are certain things that are, you know, post 2020, uh, things that have gotten easier for content creators and things that have gotten more difficult? Uh, I think that it's gotten much more demanding, mm. uh, and much, and possibly much more difficult. I mean, uh, I, and this isn't a science, but, but you're sure. I mean, your, your average church media guy is responsible for the physical and the online experience plus content creation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they, they really are. Uh, and so uh, honestly, that's why 
our ministry exists is to, to help church media guys not burn out. Yeah. To, to, to give you pre-made content, to help you with custom media content, mm-hmm. to give you training resources on how to do this thing, how to make Sunday happen. I also think that things are moving very fast. And so it can be harder for your average church media guy to, to keep up. Uh, that could be a factor. Uh, and so from what I gather, and, and again, this is not a, a science. I, this is just kind of from what I've heard and seen um, and, and kind of seen some stats on is the average church media guy stays between three and five years max at a church. Mm-hmm. That sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah, I believe I it. I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And is that about right? Is that what you guys are yeah. seeing? Oh, too? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I've I, even when uh, I started my job here at Grand Rapids first, I know personally that it was an impression that I felt God had given me is that he was, he had said, hey, you'll be here for five years. I am going on to year six now, which is great. <laughs> but, you know, other people, we, we graduate, Caleb, Zach and I all graduated roughly around the same time. And I, I think even then looking at some of our uh, fellow classmates, I, I'd say that's right around the money. I mm-hmm. I think everyone that I can think of almost save a few individuals have been at least at one or two positions thus far in the past six years. Right. So why is that? I, I did an interview with a pastor uh, a while back that's coming out with a book about basically uh, ministry burnout and ministry like mm. self care. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and he talked about like the, obviously the divorce rate is 50% in church world. So it's same as uh secular world. Also, you have like 70 to 80% of pastors and church leaders feel like they have no close friends. Hmm. Zero. Man. Like yeah, lonely, geez. seriously lonely at the top. Yeah. Uh, and that. Uh, they don't have anybody to, to share with. They feel like they always have to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just that. And, and you got, I mean, we've all seen the big name pastors that have fallen over the last few years. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, just the pressure of, of, the ministry is hard. It just is. Mm-hmm. There's a spiritual element to ministry that's just hard. Um, but, you know, just the burnout rate and also compounded with, oh, and by the way, now that we're in this pandemic, pandemic, you're also in charge of X, Y, Z and all this other stuff, too. So what, I'll ask this before I share my opinion. What do you guys <laughs> think is the fix to that? I, I think... <sighs> True boy, the, you the open a can is, of worms. It's, 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 it's very thoroughly like a multi-layered problem. I yeah. think we we've said a, a number of times and a number of things before that that we believe that specifically church media tech nerds um, uh, are uniquely in danger uh, for burnout, for um, discontentment, for resentment from church leadership and everything mm-hmm. uh, because well, of a number of things. I think a part of it has to do with there's a lot of work involved, but we're often, sorry, we're not often on the front lines to see the effects of the ministry that happens. Uh, we're often in the back of the room, right? Uh, so all those hours seem to just disappear. Um, uh, I think that there is uh, also a huge divide between the general understanding of pastoral leadership and what we do. So when your pastor asks for a quick flyer, uh, you know, 30 minutes before Sunday, and how impossible that seems to be from the pastor's perspective, when you say no, it's you don't understand how important this is to the vision of the church. And when you respond no back, it's you don't understand like how much time it takes for me to do that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think that 
breakdown in communication uh, can lead to a lot of resentment uh, uh, on that part. Uh, there's probably a billion other things on top of that. Um, I, I think t- to me, because it is a multi-layered problem, it's a multi-layered solution as well. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing needs to be uh, normalizing and encouraging open and honest communication with church leadership. It, it needs to be the first step in almost every regard. If you're feeling burnt out, you need to let the people know above what is happening and try to communicate clearly what, you know, where you're at. Um, uh, but I, I think uh, really uh, like the long-term solution to me is figuring out, and, and uh, I think I'm still putting into thoughts of how this works, uh, uh, we all are of like figuring out how to communicate to church media tech marketing whatever nerds uh, uh, that what they do is ministry and not just a support or not just an advertisement for ministry that what we do uh, specifically is can be God breathed and it can absolutely impact um, yeah, and great point that's uh, parts of it i think <laughs> i think t- kind of touching on what caleb said like I- i'm almost thinking of, like three different words that are an easy quick like just summary of this and certainly this isn't a one size fits all and it certainly isn't uh the answer to everything but i'm thinking of three words uh uh calling relationship and vision uh what is the calling that god's placed on your life how in touch with that are you and how much is that driving your why um, relationship, how connected are you with, yes, your pastoral leadership, with a community of fellow, um, even media creators? I think that's important. People that you can just go and complain to. Sometimes there's value in that, especially when godly counsel's involved. And then what is the vision of the organization that you've um, engaged in, that you've become a part of? And then how does your calling align with the vision of the organization? We've seen a lot of people that are just like wanting to create Christian art, which we love. Like that's like our heart. We love to see Christian art used, especially outside of the context of things that we've already seen, right? Um, But if someone wants to create a masterpiece and their leader wants them to create a promotional video, there's no reason that those things can't necessarily coincide, but there's a lot of tension there, especially when you're being asked to just do something, but you want to create something beautiful beyond what you've been asked. So so that's kind of the three things that I think that every single person will have to come to terms with at some point. Like, what is your calling? What are the relationships that you're being intentional about within the organization and outside of? And then how does that align with the vision of your leadership? Like, everyone has to address that. At the end of the day, like... Even if you're in a really healthy place, you still got to develop, especially in ministry, what we call grit. Like you got to be able to deal with things and be ready to to deal with them when they go wrong, when they don't align with what you are expecting, what your expectations are. End of the day, you got to have grit to be in this field. But there's no reason that once you get that, once you develop that, you can find a healthy place. But as we see, there's a lot of there's a lot of places where that health is not often the real driving core factor, which, yeah, then we see burnout. Right. And uh, I think staff wise, churches have probably uh, have two options. One, either outsource some of the workload uh, or hire more church media staff uh, or or creative staff, um, which some churches either are willing to do or can't afford to do. Uh, and so, you know, there's a, uh, you know, I would say where, depending on where your church is on how much budget you have for creative, you know, there are, and 
I don't mean to sound self-serving. There's other companies besides 1230 Media that that uh, that provide graphics and 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 video content. But I would say, it you know, if you can outsource some of the workload and do like a full time, and then have outsource some that's like a third of a staff member or half a staff member, um, then that could save you money uh, and also not fry out your 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 in house uh, right. guy too. Absolutely. You're, you're kind of like brushing into the next question that, that we had for you one, one way or the yeah. other, which is, I, I think we, uh, uh, every one of us that has ever worked in ministry, media or not, understands the consistency uh, and <laughs> the extremity of the crunch. Sunday is always coming, right? Mm-hmm. It, even we were just talking about beforehand about Christmas because we know that's coming. The crunch is coming. And, and as much as we try to avoid it, there's always going to be late changes. There's always going to be uh, things to do. And at some point, you're going to have to turn something around in an hour so it can get proofed and printed and, and make it happen. Uh, obviously, you've talked about uh, some some suggestions uh, in regard to outsourcing and stuff like that. Do you have any other thoughts, ideas for how to turn work around quickly under pressure. Yeah, so I have, I have a few thoughts here. All right, so I think one, a question to ask is, how can I convince my pastor to give me some more time creatively? Sure. Okay, if you're, if you're feeling a crunch, then you might... Now, you can't have two weeks on every project, okay? You know, there's a comes a point where, like, just get it done. But 30 minutes before the sermon, doing a flyer or doing a whatever... You know, hey, I need a video. Uh, I need it by eleven o'clock. It's ten o'clock. Right. That's unrealistic too. So I think there's a there's a medium there. Uh, my friend Ben Stapley, he has a great illustration on this. He, he talks about uh, how he served a meal to his pastor. So, Pastor, I'm going to bring you lunch for the next two days. And uh, one day he brought a microwave meal. He, he he didn't tell him what it was, but he heated it up in the microwave and. and and gave it to him. Hey, how, how was that, Pastor? It was good, good, good lunch. All right, then the next day, he had a crockpot meal that he really spent time letting it, uh, you know, simmer and cook for, uh, you know, hours upon hours. And he, he brought that in the next day and said, okay, which one was better? Day one or day two? Oh, day two, man, this stuff is awesome. Okay, well, that is us creatively. Hmm. Can, can we give you a microwave meal? Yeah. But is it going to be chewy and tough and not as good as we could have made it? Yes. Sure. Pastor, will you let us make the crock pot? Mm, right. There you go. Okay. So can can we work with our pastor, not hate on him? Okay. How can we come together? Uh, and maybe it's that illustration. Maybe it's something else that could show him, you know, hey, can I have a, more time on this? Would uh, I promise you it's going to taste better? Okay. Uh, second idea here is pre-make whatever you can. So I know a lot of guys that will wait and wait and wait for, well, I just don't have my pastor's notes. I don't have anything waiting on my leader to give me direction. Okay. Well, you don't need their, their pastor's direction on every single little thing. You know, there's going to be a countdown. You know, there's going to be a, 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 you know, l- lyric or point slides. You know, there's going to be the songs that you're going to play. So you can go ahead and put the lyrics and pro presenter, like whatever that is. Right. You know, there's going to be something. So go ahead and pre-make whatever you can and take the initiative to do that. So that when you get the notes, it's an adjustment into dialing in 
their vision instead of starting from scratch. Sure. So, you know, if you wait till Thursday afternoon to start something and your pastor hands you his notes, then yeah, you're going to be frustrated because you only have two hours because he gave it to you at three o'clock on Thursday. I get that. Okay. So start earlier during the week doing whatever you can. So if you can pre-produce graphics or prep video work or prep lyrics and pro-presenter, something like that, do it. Uh, here's another idea. Maybe take a different day of the week off if possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of churches will take uh, Friday off or even Monday off, uh, you know, depending on, on when. If you need Thursday and Friday, like if your pastor doesn't finish his sermon until Thursday and that is going to be Thursday. Sure. What if you switched your day off from Friday to Monday? That way you can work on it Friday and be really prepared going into Sunday. And then you take another day of the week off. Maybe it's Monday or, or another day. Uh, maybe you can present that to your pastor to say, hey, because I'm getting this on Thursday, I'd love to spend more time. Right. I would really love to create visual. Give them the why. Okay. I would love to really communicate this message. I think we can work together as a team. I can bring the visual elements to make this a really impactful for our congregation. And they would really walk away. And I think that lives would be changed not to overuse that, but I, I really think that lives would be changed if you... Sure. Okay, given the why, and then say, in order to do this, I'd really love to move my day off. Is there any way that that's possible? So that's, that's a, an idea. I don't know if it's possible for you, but it's an idea, okay? Also too, this will help you not get as frustrated or burned out so fast. Because right. if it's always given to you last minute and you always don't have enough time to do it, then you're going to get frustrated. Right. Okay. You guys stop me. I'm going to hit on a couple more. So you just stop me if you need. Oh, this is good. Thank you. I get passionate about it. Yeah. All right. So uh, collaborate with your pastors. So you might plan a quick meeting on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Here's one thing I would do, especially with a worship leader. Okay. I would plan a meeting on, let's say, Thursday lunch or Thursday morning. Worship leader, I want you to come into the control room. We're not going to sit in your office with a song sheet. We're going to go into the control room and we're going to sit at the pro presenter computer and I want to go over the songs. It's only going to take 20 minutes, okay? I want you to go over the songs and I want us to walk through the slides in pro presenter one by one really quickly and I want you to set, do I need another chorus there? Are you guys going to repeat that? Is that going to be a guitar solo right there? Okay, guitar solo. Okay, I got it. So what I would do is I would add a blank slide and I would add a slide label in ProPresenter and put guitar solo here. Sure. And then I would back up three slides and put guitar solo in three slides. And then when we're live, I would tell the ProPresenter operator to tell the director to read. I would re- have that ProPresenter operator read that. Hey, guitar solo in three. Thanks, I got it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, camera two set up on guitar solo. All right, take camera three. Okay, or whatever it is. All right, so that that all that is set up is collaborating with my worship leader ahead of time so that we can hit that guitar solo. If you wait till Sunday to figure out where the guitar solo is, you're too late, it, or it's going to be, oh, man, we'll get that second sermon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can collaborate ahead of time with your with your worship leader or with your pastor, hey, pastor, can I get your notes as soon as you have them ready? Or, hey, I need your notes every Thursday at 11 a.m., mm-hmm. wherever you are in your notes. I get it. You're not completely done. Can I have them? Okay. So what I would do is I would take those notes and I would look through them and I would say, oh, sermon illustration. Okay. So 
uh, like I remember one instance where I was consulting this church and I got the pastor's notes and he had an illustration about scissors. Okay. So I went on, pulled a photo of scissors, stock photo. I had rights to all that. Pull, pull a photo of scissors and I put it into ProPresenter at the exact moment that he's going to talk about it. And I went over to him and I said, Hey, when you talk about the scissors, remember when you, that illustration? That's right. I read your sermon. <laughs> Uh, when you talk about the scissors, I'm going to put up a picture of scissors. Okay. Or let's say you referenced a mission trip that we went on two years ago to Ecuador. Well, pastor on Thursday afternoon, I put a 60 second clip of the mission trip that we went on so that people could see faces of the lives that were changed when we were in Ecuador. Hmm. And so when you start talking about that, there's not going to be any sound, but we're just going to come on with the footage of Ecuador, and it's going to be a soft roll for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, however long. You, then we're going to take that out. Okay. So you can reference that if you want to and say, man, see that? See that little kid there? I remember that kid. He gave his life to Christ. It puts a visual with, but you didn't, you didn't, you wouldn't have time to do that on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You did that because you got the notes on Thursday morning, even if he wasn't done with the sermon. So collaborate. So I got a couple more, but I'll stop here. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I, f- I feel like what's interesting about each of the things that you're talking about, you're talking mainly about pre-production. Uh, media people, we love the production. We love the post-production. We love to get in there with the camera. We love to get in there on the ground floor. We love to make the graphic design. But man, each of those topics, that's pre-production right there, folks. Right. If you can just, I-, I know you don't feel like you have time. But if you can build time out of your week to do some pre-planning, like that's literally every single thing that Carl just shared. It's pre-planning and proactive planning and maybe a a bit of adjustment. But I mean, I feel like just taking the extra time, investing it into pre-production will buy you so much time. And I think that's like the core here. Like if you can invest that, the, the extra dividends that you'll pull from that will be massively beneficial for your ministry. Yeah, right. I, I think a lot of it comes down to communicating to your pastors and to your staff uh, the value of giving you more time. Like, ab- absolutely, I can make you something in an hour if you need it. It's going to be in Microsoft Word, and we're going to use Arial. Uh, but if if you if you give me the time, look at what I could do. Look at what what is possible. We actually we we have put it at at, at my church. We have a system now where uh, I know Carl, you were talking about. Uh, uh, you know, you're not going to get two weeks on everything. Uh, at, at my church now, the rule is we we do get three weeks on literally everything, and uh, there are certain certainly exceptions to where like you know a senior pastor comes in the rooms like I need I need something for Sunday and this is a, sure and we're we're there for that but as a general rule of thumb if it's if if we don't get something 3 weeks out uh, then then either your announcement is getting pushed back or you're not getting what you're asked for <laughs> for the most part. And, and as much as I'm happy we finally have that system in place it took years of convincing the people that that I am now asking for that three weeks from that those three weeks are three weeks are absolutely worth it right like you're not going to be able to just jump in and say hey pastor I need three week sermons ahead of time like that that is never going to happen yeah uh, but if if you can communicate like what you're doing in those three weeks and the value that they're going to get out of that I mean absolutely it, it's it's a pitch I'm hearing from that intentionality and relationship. 
Like that's 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 key stuff, especially building that relationship with your lead pastor. Oh man! And to use uh, Carl, your illustration from earlier, it sounds like you just need to sit your whole staff down and serve them uh, microwave lunches. <laughs> right, right. <one> yeah. <laughs> It'll be worth and it. Then that's feed right. them well the next day. As a <laughs> right. company, we if a church is on retainer with us, we ask for we we ask for three weeks. Yeah, uh, and we actually tell them. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the secret sauce here. <laughs> we actually tell the church uh, contact, use us and throw us under the bus if you need to. Hmm, sure. Okay. So 1230 media needs three weeks to get it done and it's going to be awesome, but they have a deadline. And so I need to get this over to them three weeks ahead of time. Right. Um, or they can't make it. We probably will, yeah, and we can, right? But right. if you need to use us to throw us under the bus so that you look better with, you, go for it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, okay, let me let me hit. If you don't mind, I'm gonna hit on this one, and yeah, you hit thanks. on this a little bit, Caleb. Is uh, grace and, and collaboration with your with your team, right? So uh, there's a couple things I, I should hit on here. Don't throw your worship leader or your pastor under the bus in front of your volunteers. Yes. Okay. Yep. I, I've heard a yep. lot of this yeah. in the control room. Yeah. If he turns that chorus one more time, this is not how he put it in. Oh my goodness. Don't do that. Yeah. It looks terrible. And it looks like you guys are not a team together. Right. Mm. right. Or on the flip side of that, pastor, if you're on stage and I, I, people get tired of me using this illustration, but, do not, if you're a worship leader or a pastor, do not throw your tech team under the bus because you have the microphone. Please, please, please don't do that. If you, it, it, just trust that the team is working on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't say, not that slide, the other one. Or, we'll just, we'll just wait. <laughs> right, right. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this video will play sometime. <laughs> please stop doing that. Yeah. Because it, it, uh, do you would you want to serve if you're a volunteer and you're and you're trying to find the video in ProPresenter with your mouse that's lost on the second screen and your pastor from the stage is going video play sometime yeah uh, do you would that make me want to serve no mm-hmm. way I'd be out of there yeah, completely right. so that's a that's a conversation that I as the church media guy would have with my pastor and say I promise you I have it taken care of. And if if it does not play, there is a reason under not under our control that it's not playing. So if you would, just please say, man, our tech team does such a great job. Uh, you guys know how technology is. L- let's move on, and and uh, I'm sure they'll send me a message because they are incredible about doing that. There you go. Just please do that. Sorry, I'm I'm going to get really loud about that one because <laughs> I, I, on both sides. We need to be a team, especially now, guys. I mean, we're, we are losing, you know, not everybody's coming back to church because of the pandemic. Yep. This is a time where we all need to be. I mean, we're in war together. We do not need to be on, on separate sides. Yeah. So there you go. There's my soapbox. Yeah. No, I love it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to that soapbox. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate, like you were saying, that, that 
in a lot of ways, you're talking about respect is a two-way street for the most part. We need yeah. to be on the same team together. Uh, I know we, we've talked a lot to our, our media people and our audience and everything about doing that, but we have a huge number of of, of what we've called uh, media desperate pastors <laughs> that, that yeah. also, uh, you know, uh, watch our content and are as part of our community. And, and absolutely, you know, when you, when you have that team, the best way to make sure that, that, uh, even when they have, uh, uh, like pot roast time that they're not giving you microwave stuff is to let them know that the pot worst is going to be worth the, the, uh, the pot roast is going to be worth it, right? That you want them on the team. You want them bought into the vision and that's not going to happen if you're, you're ready to drag them on stage every time they, they flip to the wrong lyric. So I, I, I really approach, yeah. appreciate that move. Uh, Carl, I really appreciate you coming out today and, and talking about everything. Obviously you have a wealth of knowledge. And and I'm thankful that you're able to share it with our community. Uh, every time we have one of our guests on, uh, we like to do what we call a bit of shameless self-promotion, where you can talk about anything you would like to, <laughs> to close out this podcast. <laughs> and I know you have a handful of things going on over there. Yeah. Uh, what, what would you like to talk about today? <laughs> uh, okay. Put me on the spot here. I would say as it relates to, to um, content in a crunch, um, you can use ready-made media content. So if, if you are a church media guy that has trouble or, or that is, you know, in high demand, mm-hmm. the, the demands are going up on you. Uh, you are in a crunch for time. Uh, either not, ha- you always feel like you don't have enough time to get things done. Yeah. I would say two things. One, use ready-made media content. You don't have to use us at 1230 Media. We have a library of stuff you can use, but there is a multitude of great content creators out there, marketplaces out there that we sell our content on and other great producers are on that you can get pre-made content. Don't try to reinvent the wheel every every time. Pull the trigger on on a couple of subscriptions and and help yourself out. Yeah, uh, That's one. I would say two, if there is any way that you can outsource custom work, um, do it. And here's what I would encourage you to spend your time on pastoring your volunteers. Number one, there you go. Yeah. Okay? I cannot as a media company and other media companies are not where you are with your volunteers. Mm, only you right. are. Yeah. Uh, and the number one secret sauce to building a volunteer team is pastoring your people. Well, yeah. So spin, I would much rather you spend time with your volunteers pastoring them than tinkering with Photoshop for five hours trying to sure. get that graphic just right. Sure. Okay. Outsource the graphic and outsource the video. Now come to us. Great. Go to somebody else. Great. But, but help yourself out and outsource what you can uh, outsource things like series graphics and videos, openers, lyric videos, and you do volunteers. You do life change stories. Yeah that only you can be there interviewing the life change story. Uh, uh, you know, projects like that, that only you can do, that's what you need to be spending your time on. Uh, and then try to, if you can, outsource the rest. Even if it's little bit by little bit, hey, pastor, can I get a little bit in the budget next year so that we can do, you know, I can outsource the sermon series branding. And here's why. I think that I can grow the volunteer team. I think I can pastor them well. I th- Give them the why. 
so I don't know if that's self-promotion or not. Maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you guys can certainly use us at 1230 Media if we'll be a help to you in that in those areas. Um, but I would say at the end of the day, if, if you can find those ways that any ways that we've talked about today to not fry yourself out, we need you in ministry. Yes. So if you fry out that, I mean, we do not want to leave you on the battlefield. I have a political reference there. I will not say it. I promise you, I will not say it. Uh, yeah. Um, so we won't, you know, we don't need you to, to, to drop down. We need you in the, in the fight. Yeah. So anything we can do to, to keep you in the fight. Maybe that was a long answer, but there you go. No, I appreciate it, man. Carl, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you, guys. You guys rock. Thank you so much for what you <laughs> do. Right, man. Thank you. So you guys will be able to find a link uh, to 1230 Media in the uh, show notes. Make sure to check them out. Um, and make sure to listen to uh, Carl's podcast. Carl, I know that you uh, you touched mostly on 1230. Can you give us like a, a minute pitch on what you guys talk about on your podcast? Yes. Yeah, so we've been at the podcast since 2015. So it's weekly and it's mainly interviews. So I'm interviewing worship leaders and I'm interviewing pastors and uh, and church leaders and ministry guys in the trenches. So not just like the names that you see at every conference. Yes. Uh, right. but, but actual people in the trenches doing the work too. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, production, worship leading, pastoring, sermon prep, service, uh, self-care kind of stuff. How can we take yeah. care of ourselves so we, we can do ministry, volunteers, all that kind of stuff. It's called Making Sunday Happen. Uh, it's uh, everywhere. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure that that uh, Making Sunday Happen is also linked in the show notes. And that has been our conversation with Carl. Buddy, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate you being on. And everyone, make sure you check out those links. And until next time, uh, this has been Zach and uh, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting that. <laughs> and Nick. <laughs> and our guest today. Hey, thanks, guys, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, guys. To each and every one of you, thank you for listening to the Black Bar Podcast. If you enjoyed the program, be sure to hit that subscribe button and share this conversation with others who may also enjoy what we talked about today. And if you'd like to go more in-depth on today's conversation, you can connect with us on the Black Bar Discord. Whether you're looking for help, desiring to help others in the church creative field, or even if you're interested in joining our volunteer team, visit discord.blk.bar to get connected. Also, be sure to check out our weekly videos on YouTube as well as our content on both Instagram and Facebook. We can't wait to see you next week as we uncover more secrets of the church media and marketing world.